Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is September 14, Since the world is in turmoil, most still don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin the world and look to the Holy City. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of the shofar, heed the warning, get right now before it's too late. Please, please, please make the choice for Yeshua tonight if you haven't already. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you, leave the mach- if you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. Phone number, just Skip to my cell phone, 316-619-4886. Text me first so I know it's not a, what do they call it, robocall. Anyway, uh, you can always find updates with the breaking news all about the Wichita Mission Church, radio program archives, contact information, everything, everything at our ministry hub, which is very simply prophecyhour.com. And I have a couple other places that you can go to look, but we're not going to do those yet because we're trying to get some things rearranged. Anyway. Remember, we're a live radio program. We simulcast on the net <coughs> internationally. It's on some independent FM stations, four different MP3 streams, Kick, Twitch, Rumble, Phonebird, picked up by most every podcaster. In other words, it's out there. If you want us, go in time radio by uh, Messiah's Branch or Messiah's Branch, you're going to find us. Let's thank our listener base. That is worldwide places like Bullos, um, Greece, Sydney, Australia. Uh, we named a cat Sydney the other day. Anyway, Toronto, Canada, and of course cities you can get on the United States such as Salt Lake City, Utah, Fargo, North Dakota, Orlando, Florida. Last week, Wheeling, West Virginia, you were the largest group of listeners to our podcast when they archive at where? Branch.podomatic.com. So, anyway, let's have a prayer. We'll get on with tonight's guest because, yeah, amen. We're not, you'll see. Dear Heavenly Father, and you show how much you name I pray. Father, I really tonight, my heart goes out that I please give everyone ears and wish they hear and understand the truth tonight, Father. So please, Father Yahweh, in your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, I'm not going to give you a lead into what we're going to talk about. I'm just going to tell you who we're going to be talking to. Tonight, of course, we're going to be talking with Pastor Carl Gallops. I know he's your of my favorites, you know. Love to have him on this time of the month. Wow. Anyway, he's a best-selling author, senior pastor since 1987. He's a talk radio host. He's been heard nationally and internationally on TV, radio guest commentator, former decorated former law enforcement officer. That gives him a great background. He's the founder of P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network. He's also the board of regents at the University of Mobile and Mobile, Alabama. Carl's 13 books are now, and he's probably got one of almost done now, but anyway, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, The Magic Man in the Sky, that's really a fantastic book, as they all are. Final warning, be thou prepared, when the lion roars, gods and thrones, gods of ground zero, The Rabbi, The Secret Message, The Identity of Messiah, gods of the final kingdom, masquerade, that predicted what they were going to pull during COVID, the summoning, glimpses of glory, and the Yeshua Protocol, which, wow, that Yeshua Protocol, you will boil some people over with the information contained in that book. It is just so fantastic. But they are. Anyway, are you there with me, Pastor Carl? Brother, I'm here. It's so good to be with you, Pastor Dan. Yeah, amen. I really look forward to our talk every month. It, it just, you know, yeah, like I say, it's a favorite time of the month. Oh, it's Carl's Day. I'm in better spirits already. <laughs> you know, amen. You're so kind. Well, you know, um, 
we got there's some interesting information. I thought, well, you know, I always go over to your page and look to see if there's something new or something on it. And there's kind of a couple of things that I will address because of your page. Number one, um, I just dawned on me, you're actually going to be at, you're going to be in Israel during the feast. Yeah. I, I well actually let me think um, we're you're, we're going to be getting there about the fifth or the sixth so it, uh, this don't year don't until the following Tuesday I think Monday or Tuesday Monday well, you'll be there the, you'll be there for the, about the tail end of the feast you'll be there for the last great day and a couple of the tail end of the, of the feast of tabernacles yeah you'll be there if you're if you're well, going from the five to the fifteenth yeah but that's in November though. Oh, my, is my calendar messed up here? Hmm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because the Feast of Tabernacles this year, I think, is September 30th through October the 6th, I think. Oh, yeah. It, uh, okay, yeah, I messed up. I didn't click it to no, the next okay. page. <laughs> that's I, okay. You just uh, had me confused. I was thinking, good gracious, am I going to miss the airplane? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm old and confused. <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, you know what? Um, we still, though, it goes back to this that um, we w- want to talk tonight to you about, you know what's coming tomorrow night at dark? No. Hello? Okay, Hello? yeah, I'm here. Um, I'm saying, okay, so now then, tomorrow night at dark, September yeah. 15th, that's yeah. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, Yom Turah. Yeah. Yom Yeah. Yeah. Yom the day, the day of blasting. Yeah. The trumpets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Boy, my brain's gone. Anyway, yes, absolutely it is. Anyway, I looked at your video that you had over there. You were talking about it, and so guess what I want to talk about? Oh yeah. Yeah. Talk. Let's talk, brother. I I, I follow your lead, man. I just love being with you. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I now that I got my br- one day I'm going to catch a plane and just come out there and just be with yeah, well, you. We'll see about that. We might just surprise you. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Feast of Trumpets. You know, now Israel's going to start screaming that it's the new year. Uh, I don't go along with that. You know, the Bible says the no. first. You know, it's. I. But that isn't a debate. But. There's going to be a lot of people. It reminds me back, wasn't it the seven day Adventist that went out to meet the Lord one, you know, on one day and it didn't happen and all that, and they were all put to shame? The point yeah, is, I'm getting I, at Go ahead. No, I, I was just trying to answer your question. I, I think it was. I, yes, I, I do believe it was. There was a group that that happened to, yes. Yeah, amen. And I'm not picking on anybody, but, there, you know, yeah, there was a lot of people that. Believe that Yeshua is going to return on one feast of trumpets. That's an extreme possibility. Amen. But the timing of it, I mean, as you were talking about in your video um, that I saw today, uh, you point out that the the early church, you know, said first three hundred years, yeah, you know, didn't believe in a pre-trib rapture, and neither do I. And as you used this is what got me use Yeshua's words to explain it to the people. That's what I'd like you to do for me. I'd like you to explain it in Yeshua's words when the timing of it is because I really don't want to see a pe- bunch of people going out and, you know, being let down, so to speak. Let alone, they ask me all the time, Pastor, are we leaving this year? Back to you. Right, right. Now, you know, I write so much and I speak so much and I preach so much, I'm not specifically sure what you're talking about about what Yeshua said what Yeshua said unless okay. you're talking about unless you're talking about when he said that the, the coming of the son of man will be just like the days of Noah just like the days of Lot is that what you were talking about yeah absolutely and I'm sorry that I didn't make it more specific I'm talking about that and I'm also talking about um, something that I think it was uh, Dr. Reagan had read yes. about yeah, that's that's the video that area. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Back to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank you. I thought you were, brother, but I just wanted to be sure because once I get to talking, you know how hard it is to stop me, and I <laughs> and I didn't want you sitting there thinking, man, I need to get him shut up. I he's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> Carl, you really couldn't do. It. You have such a broad knowledge. 
it wouldn't matter if I pulled your string and you talked on the wrong subject, we'd still all get educated, even if there's a wrong subject, because it would be very educational because you, like you say, you talk so much, you write so much, you do so many videos that I'm surprised you keep able to keep straight what you do. Well, you're, yeah, you're you're very very kind, brother. Yeah, no, listen, people, when when people say to me, "Well, are you pre-trip, mid-trip, post-trip?" and they want to get into all of the, the intricate, you know, arguments, I, I I usually come at it like this. Now, if people don't, if people hold to, for example, pre-trip or mid-trip, they're not going to like, you know, what I say. But but I'm just telling them what Jesus said. And then I tell them what the Bible says about what Jesus said. And then I usually tell them, because they're already arguing with me about that time, what even Dr. David Reagan says in his book, Wrath and Glory, page 112 and 113, um, about this whole topic. And see, he, Dr. David Reagan is, the reason I said even Dr. David Reagan, because he is an adamant pre-tribulation teacher. His whole ministry, his whole life, he's retired now, but his organization's still going on. Um, right. and, and I have been a good friend of his down through the years. I mean, I've done a lot of interviews on his television station, and I've spoken at some of his prophecy conferences. Um, we kind of stopped all that when he found out I was not hardcore pre-trib. And then he asked me why, and I told him, and I, I, I think he didn't know what to say. <laughs> because, and here's the answer. This is what I tell people. I tell people, listen, I, I don't really want to get into all the, all the isms and schisms. Now, yeah. I can give you an ism word for <laughs> where I stand, but more importantly, uh, because there is a name for it, but I don't care about all that. I want to know what Jesus said. Did he say something? Well, he did tell us we cannot know the day or the hour, but he did tell us it wouldn't overtake us. Uh, and, and that he and, and, and there's even an, an illustration in this um, declaration of like the days of Noah that I can give to that effect. But but the bottom line is we are supposed to know the seasons. We are supposed to have some kind of understanding of of when and how and where all of this is going to take place. Now here's what I tell people. I say, listen, in Luke 17, and then and 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 contextually that. When he spoke those words in Luke 17, he was about a week maybe or two out from Jerusalem and the cross. Because when he got into Jerusalem, he told his disciples in Matthew 24 practically the very same thing that they had been speaking about several weeks earlier on the way to Jerusalem. And in both cases, he says the same thing. And it's as simple as this. He says the coming of the Son of Man will be just like it was in the days of Noah. Just like it was in the days of Lot. And I'm going to explain what that means. And it's not that I have to explain for Jesus. The Bible does. And Jesus does himself. But but first of all, he just said generally it's going to be characterized. You know, people will be eating and drinking, giving in marriage and buying and selling, etc. Right up to the day the flood came or right up to the day that the fire of heaven fell on, on Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, well, that's a general understanding of that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking, giving in marriage and buying and selling. What he's saying is people are just going to be going on with life as though they don't even see what's happening around them. Noah was building an aircraft carrier-sized ship <laughs> in his backyard, you know, and, and going into town all the time and buying supplies and witnessing and telling people what he was doing. That ship had to have looked like Disney World out in the middle of the plains, you know. And you know it attracted people. And you know when they came, he stood, used it as a pulpit, stood up there and preached to them. And the Bible calls him a preacher of righteousness. So so we know uh, the things that happened in those days. Now, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But then the same thing is with Lot. He was living in a time that was the worst the world had ever seen in, in his day, and especially in that culture he was in. A lot of people don't know that Sodom and Gomorrah was really a region of five cities. Sodom and Gomorrah, it's kind of like a Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then, you know, the outlying, uh, the outlying areas. 
Uh, I live in Pensacola, I tell people, but I really don't. I live in Milton, which is a bedroom community of Pensacola, and it's right, oh, ten minutes away. So it's easier just to tell people Pensacola. Well, that's what the biblical, when it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah, there are really five cities, and the, art, the most recent archaeology shows us that there were several million people that lived there. Now, we know the ruins are right along the Dead Sea area in the Jordan River Valley, we know that because they're unearthing them in Israel right now, and they have been for years. But I was there just a few years ago, right before COVID, and uh, I saw some of that happening. And so the point I'm making is, so think about it. You got five major cities in a Dallas-Fort Worth scenario with millions of people living on the Dead Sea? Uh, mm. Probably not. Why would you build all of that? on something that was poison. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that lives in the water. Nothing now. But now we know from from geological uh, excavations and archaeological finds and digs and some of the latest that the scientists and this is on the this is on the internet and it's on scientific sites and archaeology sites right. that they claim that what they've uncovered in, in, in digging into the earth in that area and doing samples and doing all manner of testing that they say, that people that don't even know or believe the Bible more than likely, just scientists and they never quote scripture or anything, but they say that there was a catastrophic, catastrophic hailstorm of fire and, and radioactivity more than likely from the breakup of a giant meteor or, or something that penetrated the Earth's atmosphere over that region, over that area. And they said it totally, um, uh, you know, destroyed the area and it kind of mummified. It was like instantaneous death and instantaneous catastrophic burial, which is where fossils come from. And they have uncovered, they've uncovered some fossil, fossilized remains. They've uncovered some some cemeteries in that area. I mean, it's amazing what's happening. Okay, so now that I've laid all the groundwork for that, we now let's go to the Bible. So when Jesus said it'll be just like the days of Noah, just like the days of Lot, well, the Bible says a lot about Noah. It's not just in Genesis. Noah is spoken of all through, all up through and into the New Testament. The days of Sodom and Gomorrah, spoken all up through the Bible and into the New Testament, out of the mouth of Jesus himself, both of these. And we get into the book of Revelation and there are allusions to these things. So what do we know about those days? Okay, he said it'll be just like Noah and just like Lot. That means that what he's getting at, they are the same for Noah and Lot. Okay, it can't be like, if he says just like Noah and just like Lot, it can't be two different things. It can't be like, well, okay, in Noah's day, this is what happened. But in Lot's day, this is what happened. No, he's making the point that there are some, there are some elements of this that are synonymous with each other. All right, so what are those? Okay, now watch. We go right back to Genesis and what happened in the days of, of Noah. Well, we know it was the most wicked time the earth had ever seen. Jesus says that. The Bible says that in several places. So so that means Noah was living in the days of the Great Tribulation. Tribulation comes from the Greek word thlipsis. It means, it means pressure. It means extreme, heart-wrenching pressure that sometimes results in persecution. Um, and, and Jesus said, in this world you will always have tribulation. Always. But yet Paul tells us we have not been appointed to suffer wrath, God's wrath. Okay, so so we've got that. So so we know he's living in the, in the most horrible days that the earth had seen up to that point. Same thing with Lot, where he lived. It was just it was horrendous. The perversion, the uh, the, the the nastiness, the 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 terrorizing, the you know the bullying, the all everything that went with that world. It was the worst that had ever been in that area. All right, so both of those match up. Then we see that. Both of these men and their families were protected in the midst of all of that because they were all righteous people, and Noah and Lot represent that. They were both preachers of righteousness and had a heart for God and were witnessing to those around them. So there's that. Then we go back to the days of Noah. We see a demonic outpouring right before the 
right before the wrath of God. The wrath of God was the flood. In right. Lot's day, the wrath of God was fire from heaven. So we see this demonic outpouring. Genesis four, uh, excuse me, Genesis six verse four says it like this: It says, "In in in, in those days, the sons of God." of men and they had children by them and then it went on to say and these were the you know the Nephilim and the giants and yeah. the heroes of old etc etc and it speaks of violence filling the earth and and corruption of all flesh and and on and on this horror story is painted before us and then the flood comes but but Noah is in the midst of all of that horror story but he's being protected he's being preserved in the midst of it just like the children of Israel were protected in the land of Goshen during the time of God pouring out uh, those, those plagues upon Egypt to get Pharaoh's attention. But the bottom line is, that's the days Noah lived in. But when the wrath came from heaven, the water, the flood, the devastation of every living thing, God spared Noah and his family. And watch this, took them up above the wrath that had fallen. That is, they were in the ark. They were on top of the water. Everybody else was under the water. Okay? Oh, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. You didn't. I never thought of it that way. He lifted them up. Yeah, the water lifted yes. the boat up, and it lifted them up, and so that's yes. what. I, you know, Carl, I've been through the story of, you know, so many times. I never looked at it that way. But this is a good point. we got to go to, to break I, in about a I minute. I saw the clock. So. So anyway, yeah, that's wow, that's yeah, lifted them up. Well, I've okay, got more stuff like that, brother. I can't wait. Okay, tell them where they can find you at, and then we'll go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll let you okay. talk some more. Okay, they can find me. You guys out there listening, thank you for listening. It's easy to find me, carlgallops.com, dot com. C a r l g a l l u p s. CarlGallops.com. Everything is there. Books you can order. You can see videos, see messages, sermons, uh, interviews, etc. CarlGallops.com. Yeah, folks, and go over there and, and he's got a lot of great sermons. Uh, sermons, sermons, sermons. This <laughs> one is actually over there too, and it's on his front page. But go over there and check him out, and we will be back in about three minutes. Pastor Dan will be right back. In Genesis 41, tells the story of Pharaoh having a dream of seven fat ears of corn, followed by seven blasted ones, meaning there's seven years of plenty, and then there were seven years of famine following. We are now in seven years of famine once again, starting September 25th of 2021. Joseph's Kitchen is about getting actual wheat berries, Putting them through a meal takes 30 seconds, putting it along with the ingredients into a bread machine, pushing a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice steaming hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Most long-term storage food is from nine to $10,000, one person, one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, it's two people, one year, about $2,000. Then you decide whether you want to have food for one person, one year, two people, one year, four people, one year, or six people, one year, all at josephskitchen.com that's right about a thousand dollars per person per year at josephskitchen.com josephskitchen.com in this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of america and the world in these prophetic end times god is calling multitudes of christians to the ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel the Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. 
we're back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio <coughs> Radio Network. And, folks, we'll be right back with Pastor Carl in just a minute. He's got us in a very exciting talk. But first, I just want to say this. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. Folks, all donations, no matter what size helps, and the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart, of course. If you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for radio airtime. You can donate online by cash app, mail a check, or money order, all that stuff. You can find it at prophecyhour.com or simply call me. But do pray about it. They're, the winter months are coming, and these people need um blankets and all kinds of things, but we're also helping people that it's about 50% homeless. The other 50% are people that live in the neighborhood, people that are barely able to keep a roof over their head, people with men, women, and children from all walks of life that have children and even grandparents. So just pray about support us. We're doing up to, we've been doing about to 150 people at a time. That's normally the number we get at Thanksgiving time. And so who knows what Thanksgiving is going to turn up, which is coming. And you know what? It's our, usually our busiest day of the year, but we'll see. Last year we did 153 people on Thanksgiving. And right now we did, uh, my wife said we did 152 about a week ago. And so we're getting beast numbers, so to speak. So just pray about supporting us, but make sure here's the big deal. Make sure your family is taken care of first. That's number one. Okay? All right. Folks, okay, and now we're back with Pastor Carl. You there with me, Carl? I am, brother. Thanks. Yeah, amen. And I did get those dates mixed up. I was just so excited about the beast, and I was looking at your page. I said, well, I seen the date, 5 to 15, and yeah. I thought, well, wow, Carl's going to be there, you know. Uh, that would be great, yeah. That trip, though, that I... Would probably cost twice as much as it does if you were going yeah. during the feast. <laughs> yeah, oh in fact, God. that's that, that's what I thought when I looked at. It. I thought, man, how could he even be getting bookings? You know what I mean? You know, and, uh, for hotel rooms and things. But I that, know. yeah. That but anyway, did you better. want me to continue where I'm? On? Yeah, sure. Go, go. Otherwise, I'll I'll just talk. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, no, that's right. Hey, it's your show. I mean, you're not. Uh, okay. When you're on, it's your show. Oh, you're so kind. I I appreciate it. You do treat me that way, and I appreciate it. But anyway, so I'll keep going. And that is that, so let's just focus again in on the days of Noah. All right, there was a demonic outpouring. Something weird happened. And we could talk about this sometime in great detail. My my book, Gods and Thrones, I go into a deep, contextual, linguistic, cultural understanding of what that means, the sons of God came unto the daughters of men. But at the very least, we can say that it does represent some sort of a demonic outpouring that caused all manner of havoc on the earth. The corruption of flesh was a part of that. The presence of the giants and the terrorism and the nastiness of those days was all a part of that demonic outpouring. Now, isn't that interesting? Because all through the New Testament, the Apostle Paul especially, but the Gospels and the other uh, biblical writers too... But the Apostle Paul speaks continually about the last days, the demonic outpouring, the doctrines of demons, the holding to a form of religion, but denying the power thereof, of truth thrown to the ground, uh, lawlessness prevailing, the, you know, the, the man of lawlessness that will set himself up in the, the most English says temple, but that's another whole study. Yeah, it, it comes from the Greek word naos, meaning the body of Christ is what it means. That's what Paul says that word means. But anyway, so Paul talks about this demonic outpouring. And again, the book of Revelation talks about it. Uh, there's some of the, uh, Jesus talks about it. A lot Jesus talks about it in his parables. He talks about it. So, so that matches up with what Jesus said. It'll be just like that. Okay, so a demonic outpouring. Well, look at our world, brother. Look at it. And then it goes on to say the corruption of all flesh. Well, look now with, you know, MRA technology, mRNA technology, which, which, you know, could do good things, but we already know people are trying to manipulate it. They're trying to do evil. We know about CRISPR-Cas9 and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the editing of DNA and the genome and, 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 and mixing human and animal DNA and trying to create hybrids and, yeah, all of that, that, I mean, we're the first generation since the days of Noah that can even talk about this stuff and nobody laughs because it's being done. 
and and never has a generation before us been able to do this stuff. And it is being done. And Jesus said that his coming would be just like that. Okay? So when you look at the days of Noah, you see all that. Now back to Noah. Alright, so some people will look at that and say, okay, but look, the Bible says seven days before the flood, God told Noah and his family to get inside the ark. That is an example of the pre-trib rapture. Each day represents a year, therefore, for seven years, they were taken out, they were put in the ark and taken out before they... Well, first of all, it doesn't say any of that. It does say (laughs) that God told them to get in the ark seven days. But if you keep reading, what you discover is they didn't hide in the ark. That's when he started bringing the animals to them. And basically what he did, he told them, he said, seven days from now the flood's coming. You know how gracious God is. Jesus says we won't know the day or the hour. But we've got an example from Noah's day that God did tell them basically the day, but he didn't tell them the hour, but he was gracious because one week before it came, he told his people. Now, if if Noah and his family represent anything metaphorically, they represent the church of the last days. They were his people. They were his preachers and teachers. And he told them, get get everything out of your house that you want, put it in the ship. I am going to put that house of yours underwater with everything else and with everybody else. He says, now I'm going to bring the animals to you. So they put everything in the ship and they were working, brother. They weren't hiding in the ark. The door to the ark was wide open still. And they were bringing the animals in. And they were getting them secured. And then the day that the flood came, the Bible says God shut the door. It says it, I think, three times. The Lord shut the door. Well, that door represented salvation. It was the the door to the ark. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the gate. I mean, you know, nobody comes to salvation but through me. Well, that ark represents God's salvation. It represents the church. It represents the preaching of the gospel. Noah and his family represent the church. The door, the open door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you will open it, it represents the gospel availability until it's not available. And that is when the wrath of God comes, the door is shut. Well, that's what happened in Noah's day. The day of wrath came. But in the meantime, Noah and his family were not caught off guard. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, this day you know full well it's going to come. And it's going to come like a thief in the night. But then he goes on to say, but not for you. Because you are not children of of darkness. You are children of the light. You have not been appointed under God's wrath. In other words, you'll know when it's going to happen. Oh, he's maybe not going to tell you you and me right here on the radio tonight the exact day and we shouldn't even be thinking about that but when it comes when it's getting ready to come and all hell is getting ready to break loose and he's getting ready to deliver us from that wrath we will know brother we will know i think because jesus said it'll be just like the days of noah the word just like means exactly so that all happened the door shut They were lifted up above God's wrath. They were raptured. They were protected. Now let's look at the days of Noah. A very similar pattern. This time, though, watch. God sent angels to get them out. Well, Jesus says that the last days aren't going to be like the days of Noah with a flood, but the earth is now being reserved for fire, Peter says. But then Jesus says, and I'm going to call, the Son of Man will call to his angels from the four corners of the earth and 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 they will uh, bring the his elect they will you know bring his elect to him um and, and we we hear about we hear paul talk about the angels we hear uh the word of god speaking about the angelic presence in those days well that is a picture of lot's day but they come and they come with a warning and you know what they did with lot and his family i don't know that the bible says they told him the exact day but they were there at his house and they said get your stuff together the wrath is getting ready to come and he probably told them the exact day which is exactly what happened with Noah and so they get the family together the the angels get them out and fire comes from heaven and they're unearthing it only now in 2023 
really, really making headway, and we're seeing it rise from the dust and the ashes of ancient antiquity, and we're watching it. But look at the trademarks of the days of Lot, uh, un, un, unspeakable, yeah. perversion, anger, bullying, nastiness, terrorizing. I mean, all of those things. Um, and so when you look at these together, Jesus said it will be just like this. And brother, in neither one of those instances is there a pre-trib rapture. There's not. What happens is in both of those instances, the Lord takes his people, and I'm going to say church, people, born-again believers, not denominations, not right. the Baptist church, not the Catholic church, not the Assembly of God church, not the, his born-again people, the ecclesia, the called-out ones, the real church. There is a visible church out there in institutions and denominations, but there's what's called the invisible church. The people like you and me and a lot of your listeners that are just born again. And, and we may be a part of a church family serving the Lord, but we don't identify as, as, a, as an ist. A Baptist, yeah. a Methodist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't. I don't identify as that. Amen. I, I don't either. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Not, not at all. Let me say something real quick. Yes, I got sir. Your attention. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. That those are really profound words. No, I don't. I just biblical. You know, I'm a believer. That's it. I, people try to put too many tags on me. It's just like the isms. No. But let me say this. You know, um, I, that came into my mind that I thought the people ought to understand is that. Uh, Taking people out before, you know, all the trouble hits, you know, we have, the right. I feel like we've got a job to do during that tribulation, and he wants us to be a light to these people because he wants to save the people, you know, change their mind, yeah. and it doesn't yeah. make any sense to take us out when he needs us to do his job. Back to you. No, you're absolutely right, brother. We're so self on this, and when I say we, I'm just... America has become that way. The American church in general has become that way. You know, well, we're going to be gone. I don't really care what happens in the world. Well, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm now, praise God, you know. And, and, and if you don't believe in uh, pre-trip, then you'll just be left behind. Wait a minute. Where does the Bible say that? That if I mess up and don't believe in it, does that, no. <laughs> He's going to leave me behind to punish me because yeah, I was led astray by some false teacher. No, no. He told us, brother, just like the days of Noah, just like the days of Lot. There is no pre-trip there. Now, I want to read what David Reagan said, because you mentioned that I said that in my sermon. I guess I did. And and then I, 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 I've got it right here in front of me. I just pulled it up during the break. It's uh, from his book, Wrath and Glory, page 112 and 113. I'm going to give you the exact quote that I will add some of my words to explain some of his nomenclature, but I will tell you when I'm doing that. Okay, here it goes. Quote, the oldest viewpoint, and he's talking about the doctrine of the rapture, okay, is called historic premillennialism. Well, and that's what I am. I told you I had an ism, but I really don't care about that. And what historic premillennialism means is post-tribulation. The days of Noah, days of Lot. Okay, now let, let me keep going. Quote, he says, It is termed historic for two reasons. Number one, to differentiate it from modern premillennialism. That's pre-trib. And to indicate that it was the historic position of the early church. This view, that is the view that I hold and that you hold, is based on literal interpretation of what the Bible says will happen in the end times. Yes! And every time I try to get people to do this, they say, oh, you're not interpreting the Bible literally. We're interpreting it literally. And no, David Reagan even says that. What I'm trying people to see is the literal interpretation of what the Bible says. Let me keep going with David Reagan's quote. One of its distinctive features, that's post-tribulation, is that it places the rapture of the church at the end of the tribulation, combining it with the second coming as one event. In other words, just before the wrath of God is poured out. And by the way, Noah was lifted up when God's wrath was poured out and he was lifted above. Lot was taken out by angels just before the fire fell. Okay? 
That's what Jesus said. And here's what David Reagan is admitting the Bible says. All right, paragraph number two. This was the only systematic view of end-time events that existed during the first 300 years of the church. He says, anyone who has studied the prophetic scriptures have to admit that the church father's viewpoint presents plain sense summary of the Bible's literal teachings of the end times. Well, thank you, David Reagan. That's exactly where I stand, and that's why I stand there. Listen to this, brother. I always throw this in. And this is what the pre-tribbers that get in my face about this. Listen, I don't pick fights with people over this. I, I don't break fellowship with people over this. They break fellowship with me. Every single one that has gotten mad at me and, 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 and you know cut me off from their circle of friends, I've, I've never done that to them or to anybody else. But I've had it done to But anyway, but here's what I tell them. And what I'm getting ready to say is usually what breaks the, the straw that the camel's about. I say, okay, so you got David Reagan, who's one of the staunchest pre-trib rapture teachers on the planet, and he makes these true statements about history, about the Word of God, about the literal interpretation, and he says, literally, it goes to post-tribulation. And then it, he says, and this was the only systematic view for the first 300 years. Now, brother... The United States of America has only been a nation for 250 years. That means what if only one view was taught in America for all 250 years and went another 50 years before it even considered changing views? I mean, think about that, brother. That's huge. But you know what's even huger than that? This means... And I don't know that David Reagan has even thought about this. I don't even know if it's in his book anywhere or if he's ever said it. But he said that the only systematic view of end times event that existed in the first 300 year church was post-tribulation. Historic premillennialism is the fancy word. Think about that, brother. If that was the only thing that was being taught for 300 years, where did they get it from? They got it from Peter, James, and John, who were the first pastors of the first church. They walked with Jesus, lived with Jesus, ate with Jesus, slept under the stars with Jesus, did miracles with Jesus. They were his inner twelve disciples for three years. Paul, uh, Peter, James, and John, well, where did they get it from? They got it from Jesus. They got it from Jesus, and then they taught it. And then their children taught it, and their children's children taught it, and their children's children's children taught it for 300 years, brother. Yeah. Now, so for people to say, oh, Carl, you're a heretic, it's betrayal. All I can say is you just call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, you just, oops, it comes did down they to just that, do that? Wow. It Let me throw this down in. To that. Yeah, Let me throw, because let me throw the this facts in. are. You want them? Oh, I was just going to throw this in. I, I, we had a little static or something, but yeah, I just want to throw this in. You know, uh, people try to use, you know, um, Paul's words, you know, especially let the Thessalonians and all that to to make their case for a pre-trib rapture. But you have to think, well, just like what you said, well, where did he get that? Where did they all get it? They all got it from Yeshua's words. So you go back to Yeshua's words, and it doesn't say any of the things that they're saying back to you. You're right. You're right. And so I always tell people, you can argue with me all day long. You can tell me what your preacher's preacher's preacher said or your grandmother's preacher said. You can tell me what the PowerPoint you saw said. You can tell me what the movie you saw said. You can tell me what the novel said. You can tell me what you've always been taught all your life. And I will bring it back to this. What did Jesus say? Luke 17, Matthew chapter 24, the coming of the Son of Man will be exactly like the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Everything you tell me from that point forward, you have got to filter it through what Jesus said. If you don't, then you're ignoring what Jesus said. And the second coming, by the way, and the rapture, it's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's right. about him. It's about him reclaiming this earth and the kingdom rule 
Right. It's about us and that he loves us and saved us, and that's why he went to the cross for us to partake in this with him. But about it's about him rightfully restoring what was stolen by Satan and Adam and Eve, and and then we, born again, are included in the ruling and reigning. So if you say that, well, you know, I I just don't see that the same way you do, Carl. Well, wait a minute. It's not my interpretation. What part of this? It just, just read it. Read Luke 17 again. Now go read the days of Noah. Read the days of Lot. Tell me, what is your interpretation of that? Where do you see pre-trib rapture in that? It's not there. It is not there. And we no. know it's not there because when the first 300 years of the church, they were teaching post-tribulation rapture. That's what David Reagan says. And the other thing, I want to say this. He says it was the only systematic view. That means there were, from time to time, teachers that popped up during those 300 years that tried to go a different way. But he also writes in his book, David Reagan does, that those were called heretics by the early church. And it never, it never took hold. Why? Because Jesus taught it. And Jesus' disciples taught it. And Peter, James, and John the first past taught it. And it went down through the generations because that originated out of the mouth of Jesus himself. And every time I explain this way, either people get it and they go, Oh my gosh, that is such plain sense. Or they get mad and leave and say, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I never forget hearing on awful that long ago. Um, Joel Richardson had a real good one on Thessalonians, and, and so I broke it down and did it on radio, and I noticeably lost, I noticeably lost oh, probably a quarter of my listeners to the podcast when it goes to podcasts, because so, you can tell the numbers then. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they get mad and angry. But let's go like this. Carl, do you not think, and I kind of touched on this a second ago, but... The, aren't we going to have if we, we are this generation we were handpicked for this then aren't yes. we going to have a great opportunity that's going to be fantastic during this period of time yes 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 either the rapture is going to happen in our lifetime right before the wrath of God comes and which means we've got to man we've just got to get out there and win souls we've got to help people to see we've got to give them eyes to see only the holy spirit can give it to them but we can help open those eyes or if we're not the generation that sees the the rapture brother we're probably the generation before it or, yeah. or maybe no more than two generations before i just can't imagine it's going to go on for hundreds and hundreds or thousands more years i just don't see it first of all when israel came back that started the countdown clock right. i mean i mean that's it i mean there it is and the nations are going berserk which is exactly what jesus said would happen so the bottom line is you're absolutely right brother we've been put here for such a time as this we are ambassadors we are a kingdom of priests we are witnesses and and this world is going to hell in a handbasket, brother, right before our eyes. Every day it's getting weirder and crazier and more deranged than ever, which is exactly what the Word of God said. And that's exactly measured by the Noah and the Lot. The same thing happened in both of those times. So, brother, yeah. to me, it's very simple. It's not simple to explain because people that are caught up in pre-trip don't understand it. But... It's simple. Jesus said it'll be exactly like Noah and Lot. David Reagan lays this other historical stuff out, and we see that exactly what the church thought, which is why I stand there without wavering, because I know that's what Jesus taught his disciples, that's what the disciples taught the church, and history bears it out. For the first 300 years, that is all that was taught. Yeah, amen, amen. And for the record, just recently, I had to defend you. Somebody sent me a list of, of pastors that I shouldn't either have on radio or that you yeah. shouldn't listen to. And you were on the, you were like second name on the list. And I said, uh, why is that? And they said, well, don't you know, uh, Pastor Carl is preacher of rapture. And I said, boy, I'll tell oh you what, you're, you're so, so wrong. Uh, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. But, Hey, I appreciate you, Carl. I'm going to have to get out of here in a couple of minutes. So uh, why don't you tell them where to find you and find all your wonderful books. And for the record, you almost got another one done, don't you? 
I, I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, hopefully it'll be out sometime first or the middle of next year, yeah. I'm, I'm working hard on it, though. Yep. Okay, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just checking on you, make sure you're keeping your, you know, duty yeah. up. <laughs> it's kind of part two of, it's kind of part two of Yeshua Protocol, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. That'll be yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, so, tell them where to find you. Okay. Yeah. You get you get me at carlgallops.com. Carlgallops.com. And sometime when you have time, I can tell you why they think I'm pre-trib. They just made that up. They're using it to defame me. But I can tell you what they're saying and why. But it's really funny. It's sad though because there are ugly, nasty people out there, brother. I'm going to make a note. I'm going to ask you about that next time. Oh, and by the way, yeah. remember we talked yeah. about you getting the gift of tongue, you know, talking, you know, in yeah. tongues, right? Yeah, in another language. Yeah. I noticed it about a week later, something you put out a video, or it popped up on my YouTube that you put out a, a video, so I've been sharing it around. Oh, thank you. I appreciate oh. it. Yeah, that was one of my sermons I preached, and I used that as an illustration. Yeah. Of, yeah, of the miraculous, that God is still doing the miraculous, yes. And I'm yeah, living amen. of it before thousands of people who witnessed it. Yeah, amen. Well, I really got to go. I'm out of time. You be blessed, brother. I love you. Love you. All right, folks, that was Pastor Carl Gallup. Got to go see him. CarlGallup.com. CarlGallup.com. We just follow the link on uh, the program if you're listening to it from, uh, you know, branch.podomatic.com. Anyway. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. You can donate online, cash app, mail a check or money order, call, give a donation over the phone, find all the information where prophecyhour.com. But remember, folks, and this is highly important, you must remember there is only one true God. Who is he? He is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repentant sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, and through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Lord our God, Father, please, King of the universe, I ask in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, that Father, Father, you would please, please bless and keep these people, that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them and give them peace like no one or anything else can. Till next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You all be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch.